The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. It is the Friday two-step pod with myself, Clay Link, and Todd Zola. Glad to have you with us. We are live on um, StreamYard. I get these hosting services mixed up in my head, but good to be live on the YouTubes and everywhere else. How are you today, Todd, on this Friday morning? All right. This is going to drive me nuts. I'm going to get used to it. But what we're looking at on the screen, we're backwards. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I noticed so, that too. Yeah, so that's gonna that's gonna bug me for like I don't know two minutes, and then I'll get used <laughs> to it. So um, yeah, I turn my head one way. Yeah, that's just it's just kind of it's kind of like when you're at the ballpark and you're on the camera, the people never know where to look, so they always like look to the wrong place. And but uh, we'll 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 get it done. We'll we'll figure it out. I'll just have to read from right to left or left to right or something. I don't know. We'll be, we'll manage, I think. Uh, <laughs> but no, that did throw me off when I was doing the prospect pod. That was my first one on, <laughs> on StreamYard, but this seems like a cool service. Yeah. And uh, good to be in the 21st century with this. Uh, hopefully, no more audio issues. Uh, let's hope. Yeah, so. we're going to stop talking over each other, right? <laughs> yeah. I do apologize to everybody who tried to listen to that show a few weeks back where. We weren't talking over each other. It's just normal back and forth, but somehow the audio tracks got lumped together or something. I have no idea. I also want to apologize to those who got gombered last week. Now, I saw somebody on Twitter say that we gave him a four. I'm looking at it right now. I gave him a 3.5. You gave him a three, Todd. So uh, just for the record, for historical purposes. But when he was a minus three, it's still, you know. (laughs) And he always got one more start. One more yeah. start, and I did the back of the envelope math. 
If he goes 20 scoreless innings, we're okay. <laughs> hey, you know, with the extra inning rule, you never know. Uh, you just never know. Good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But unfortunately, if he throws – and I, 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 yeah, if you throw, if he has a no hitter through 20 innings, it doesn't count. Yeah, no I don't want to go there because I'm the one that says I don't care about what that, what happens. So, anyway, well, Todd, um, you brought it to my attention this morning. I was out kind of early last night, but Corbin Burns to the IL. We don't know, no specified reason. So, do your own inferences there. But, um, I guess that means he could return at any time. It's just kind of a wait and see now. Yeah, I mean, people are, I mean, obviously, but inferences, I mean, it, it's something to do with COVID. We don't know if he's contracted it. We don't know if it's just uh, contact tracing and he'll be back, like you're saying. So he's allowed to come back. He may not miss a start, right? So it's nothing to get, you know, worry more about Aaron Rodgers, cheeseheads, than Corbin Burns. Yeah, man, that hit me like a ton of bricks yesterday as uh you know, I grew up in Ohio, but I was never a Bengals guy, thankfully. Um, <laughs> but I'm a, I'm a, when I moved up to Wisconsin when I was 11, I think, um, quickly fell in love with Brett Favre, out of love with him uh, now. But, um, man, he was fun to watch when I was middle school, high school age. Um, yeah, so we'll see on Burns again. He's on the IL, but unspecified reason. We know with the new COVID list, he could return at any time, but maybe he'll need a few days to build back up once he rejoins the team. Todd, I'm looking at last night's Stake League fab for the very first time. Fresh eyes on this. Josh Stalmont for 22. Uh, you know, since he was still out there in the 16-team mixed league, yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally see. Then I, I actually grabbed Shane McClanahan for 15. I'm kind of surprised he didn't go higher, although he didn't go deep enough for the win yesterday. Um. And I think he only threw 59, 59 pitches, Shane McClanahan, but really looked good from from everything I saw. And maybe I got a little carried away here in this mixed league, but uh, I need some I need some starters innings. And I know Eric Neander has said they view him as a starter, so um, I'm going to be in on the uh, Shane McClanahan bidding in, in the NFBC this weekend. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> I believe Oakland. Their reaction was, uh-oh, they've got another Tyler Glass now. So, uh, you know, that, that's pretty high praise. I mean, you, you've been on him. As awesome. a matter of fact, when he was called up, uh, Jeff Erickson, you know, I don't know what CC'd you, whatever it is on Twitter, you know, to kind of like, hey, 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 Clay, here's your guy. So, um, yeah, how many innings is he going to go? How long is he going to stay in the rotation? When, when, when Rich Hill is in your rotation, there could be an opening at any time, right? So uh, – very true. You know, so I, whether or not it's it's for a long period, you know, when, when Michael Walker's in your rotation and, you know, what does he have to do? He has to outpitch Josh Fleming to, to maintain the spot. So you might not get – you may not pay dividends in May, but I think that bid will, will, you know, will reap benefits by the end of the season for sure. And my drop with adding Shane McClan- McClanahan was Amir Garrett, unfortunately, but – He's pretty clearly pitched his way out of that role for the time being, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, just couldn't couldn't hold on to him any longer. Uh, Eliezer Hernandez picked up for fourteen. Domingo Herman for nine. John Gant for eight. Jonathan Daza. Tyler Rogers. I think he got a save somewhat recently. Tyrone Taylor picked up. Uh, Francisco Mejia. Tyler Anderson. Mike Talkman. Matt Harvey. 
how about that? <laughs> uh, not trying to dunk on whoever picked him up, but um, I, that's just what happens in a 15-team league. It looks like my other uh, – or 16-team league. looks like my other bid got a – I forget who else I wanted to grab, but it looks like – oh, maybe it was Higashioka. But, uh, yeah, that's, like a, that's I only a tough got one. one. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting play, an interesting call in general. But it sounds like this league – is pretty aggressive with starting pitching, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. So th- this is, I mean, I know that there's a 50-50 stake thing. Are there, are there any other, you know, jelly beans awarded, or is it just just eat, don't eat? Well, it's $75 entry, and that's a separate pot from the stake bet. So oh, okay, so there are. The, I mean, it's like $750. All right, so, yeah, so, all right, so it, it isn't just trying to finish in the top half. Yeah. There's also, I mean, because that may, you know, that may affect bidding. That, that may... That may you oh, know, more try to put a trying to put a background, you know, frame frame the the bids. I think it's just I think it's sort of interesting. I haven't looked yet at NFC leagues. It, maybe this is just a week there that there happen to be some available starters, and it's just this is the first league that we saw. So, or it may just be that it's unique. Who knows? But um, yeah, because the bidding is staggered from NFC, so there's a chance some of these players went. Last Sunday, and there's a chance some of these players will go this Sunday. Mm-hmm. Just the way the bidding is, it's an interesting. Yeah, it was just interesting to me that the majority of those names were starting pitchers. Yeah, and I actually did get an. I just missed that I was the high bidder on John Gant uh, for eight bucks, uh, but he gets because this league has a couple. Like it has a weird lineup period. It's Friday through Thursday. I think he lines up for two. So yeah, uh, I had to drop Kyle Isbell. So. Um, that's where we're at, trying to make up ground in K's and, and wins. And it's uh, not easy when you're no. uh, stashing certain guys like Logan Gilbert. Brought that on myself, self-inflicted wound. But we will get into this, uh, the two-start pitchers for the week of May 3rd. May already, Todd. We're nearing the point where people can misuse quarter pole. Um, you, you had to go there, huh, friend? You had to go there. <laughs> Well, you it said was, it last week that we were nearing that point. And then I thought I about know. it. We're still a month away before people can misuse quarter. Uh, it's six. It's six or so weeks into the season, okay. which means we're about two weeks away. Thought it was two months. And then, well, it's hmm. about you know, well, if it's the season's twenty six weeks, right? So that's six and a half weeks. And the thing about it is, it's kind of close to the Kentucky Derby, which is just going to double down. Hmm. And you know what? The other what? And this isn't baseball. But people are going to say the quarter pole is a misnomer. No, it's not a misnomer. That's not misnomer doesn't mean a mistake. <laughs> so that's another one of my pet peeves, uh, the misuse of misnomer. But anyway, that's not what we're here for. This is not a Zola pet peeve podcast. But no, I have my own too. And I just know that that's one that I'll never misuse again because you've corrected me. Now I have it in my head that I can't use that. I guess we're a couple weeks away from the three quarters poll. Is that what it actually is? Yeah. Well, we yeah. got to work on scuffle next. We'll get you, we'll get Stuff. you off scuffle next. Yeah. And you can, I'm sure there are things that I know you can work on me too. You can make me a better person, but yeah, scuffle scuffles next in line. Scuffle is another one that I have. I do have you in my head when I think about it, but I, I still let it slip through occasionally. Well, the way it re- won't happen anymore. Yeah, the way to remember scuffle is it, it's synonym is kerfluffle. So mm-hmm. I never heard an announcer saying uh, so and so is kerfluffling at the plate. Uh-huh. You know, you don't I hear that. Hear, I hear like legitimate national announcers saying, uh, the, scuffle, the guys but the I Red also Sox like pod- cringe a little bit when I hear. Yeah, the Red Sox guys podcast they say it, podcast broadcast say it every day. 
And I, I mean, I've gone so far as to write a note to Nesson, but that's just because I'm weird. But I think what it might have to do, I think it may, you know, people like shuffle your feet kind of, I think it may just be kind of just, I don't know where it came from, but scuffle means like a fight, but not, mm -hmm. like, you know, so if, if the bench is clear, you can use the word scuffle. If a player is one for 21, he's not scuffling. Mm -hmm. Good point. I'm kind of mad, by the way, that I, didn't get Higashioka. I mean, John Gant, <laughs> I kind of need these two starts. I guess in this week it's at home against the Mets and then at Pitt. So pretty good two-step for him. Uh, not going to be on our two-start list today, but uh, I kind of I don't hate John Gant, but I do kind of wish I'd gotten Higashioka, even though this was a one-catcher league or is a one-catcher league. I have Alejandro Kirk, and he's batting 200 with uh, three runs, one homer, four RBI. So. Well, I mean, Sanchez is hitting 43 points above last year's batting average. Yeah. It's only 190. <laughs> I still, still think they're going to kind of lean Higashioka, though, moving forward. I Seems was like tongue-in-cheek. That's how bad he was last year. Hmm. Oh, that's so – I mean, I, what's weird is – I mean, he kind of – I don't want to say he came out of nowhere, but Gary Sanchez was a defensive-minded catcher. We saw him in the fall. That man, again, it was a few years back, so maybe he didn't go that year. But his defense was just was just silly good, throwing runners mm -hmm. out. And he then learned to hit. So, and he, I mean, he, and he crushed the ball. It may just be that it, you know, sometimes the fast bloomers go away quickly. I don't know what whatever it was. And the problem now is his defense isn't very good. Yeah. So there's just nothing to hang the hat on. And I know our, you know, colleague Derek Van Riper was kind of on the pro Gary Sanchez bandwagon. So I'm curious what uh, where DVR is, and where we share a team, and he's our catcher. So maybe I'll ask him Sunday night if he wants to. I don't, how do you so DVR is it time to look for a replacement for Sanchez? And we'll find out what kind of mood Derek's in. But um, yeah, it's just I don't understand. I mean, the hitting it looks so real. Right, I mean, it, it looked like he had learned how to hit the ball, and the the downfall is just amazing. It has been brutal to watch, um, but yeah, I was trying to add Higashioka last week, and now it could cost you a little bit if you want to get. Her. You know what, though, Higashioka has done this before. He has teased, and usually it ends up you don't get what you paid for. Hmm. So we'll have to find out what's going on there. I mean, last year he did hit two fifty. But you know, it was in forty-eight at bats. He hasn't hit a ball. You know, he's not a two fifty. His his career average is two eighteen, so or one ninety seven. So I wouldn't get too upset. So that what he's running the four homers this year already a career high. I think that's the allure. Uh, but I, I it's and one the of those fact things. that they said that he's earned more playing time. Yeah, I, yeah, I hear but you. that might not be a good thing. Yeah, it could get exposed. <laughs> it might not be a good thing. The numbers four really homers. Yeah, four homers and twenty nine at bats, uh, a career high homers already. So I, I, I see, I see you're take you're taking chances on your catcher anyway. So why not? He's the flavor of the month. But my, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't lose sleep over Higashioka. That's all. Yeah, probably not something that should cost you sleep if you get a bit on Higashioka. But you know how when you're watching MLB TV, I don't know if you do that. Uh, particularly often, but they'll they'll play the highlights in between, you know, in commercial breaks. They'll play highlights from old games, and it's pretty cool. At first, it does get pretty obnoxious eventually because you're seeing the same clips over and over. But 
the Kyle Higashioka three homer game from last year. And I, I kind of forgot about that till I saw it on just a random commercial break. Higashioka goes yard three times last year, maybe a signature significant performance, maybe signature significance rather. Um, maybe it means nothing and he does falter with, with more exposure, but um, I do kind of like him in two catcher leagues. Let's get into the two star pitchers for next week, Todd, the week of May 3rd. If you're unfamiliar with, we grade these two star pitchers on a zero to five scale, zero meaning we wouldn't start them in any league five, meaning if we have five leagues, we're starting them in every single one. So we'll start right away with Luke Weaver at Miami at the Mets, two good pitching venues, but this guy is hard to trust. I added him in a few leagues after he carved the Reds up. It's been a disappointment since. Um, you know, more walks, or actually almost as many walks as Ks over his last two starts. He's got eight walks against nine Ks over his last two outings. Um, he's only given up two homers in his last four starts since giving up three in his first outing of the year. But, again, hard for me to trust. So I'm going to give Luke Weaver a, a tentative three, but this is one where I'm – I'm having flashbacks to Gomber, and I'm a little hesitant, but I'm going to give him a three. I'm going to give him a three as well. The The competition, it, it, it drives it for obvious reasons. You know, you hope for one good outing, and if it doesn't go so good the other time, you at least break even. You mentioned the walks and strikeouts. A guy like Weaver, it, I mean, it's the the why. You can't have the walks because he's not dominant. So if you're not going to fan batters, you better not walk them. In a two-start week is where you get, you know, you get nine Ks instead of four in a one-start week, so it's not so bad. But I'm with you on a three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's another one where you just got to keep your fingers crossed. Don't watch him. Do not watch this. Curse him. Who Oscar Enoa? He feel like he's been on the list several times. Maybe he got moved back and didn't. I don't know, but I feel like we've graded Enoa a few times. A two nine six ERA for this guy at Washington versus Philadelphia. Uh, struck out nine in his most recent start. That was against the Cubs, who just can't hit the side of a barn. Like that team is offensively, that team is pretty bad. Um, but yeah, did go five and a third scoreless against that Cubs team. Nine Ks. He does have another ten K performance this year. Um, maybe I'm getting sucked in, but I, you know, I'm looking at him versus Weaver, and I like you know a little more, but I think they're kind of on that same plane. So I'm going to give you know a three, but a slight edge on Weaver. All right, I, I, I'm, I'm with you with the three. He's t difficult because I think we've talked about it. His minor league track record is kind of bad, mm -hmm. but we don't know what he the improvements that he made. Well, we're kind of seeing the improvements that he made. We don't we have any way to gauge that. Yeah, prior we can't score them, right? We can't look at a AAA numbers from last year and add that into the MLEs or whatever and and and, and adjust our expectation based upon what he did at, at, at summer camp last year. So he's getting a little difficult. Uh, I kind of have to adjust manually my initial expectation. I'm going to go with a three as well, but I agree I like him a little bit more than Weaver, but I think, you know, he there's more of a chance that, you know, uh, turns into a pump guy. I mean, Weaver is what he is, you know, a non-dominant guy that hope you throw strikes. We don't know what you know or is yet. Yeah, very true. It is uh... – Situation like with a lot of these youngsters, we just have no way to gauge their progress over the yeah. past, uh, what I mean, 18 months. It's it's crazy. I just looked up because I wanted to see where the Cubs rank in terms of scoring offense 
Not nearly as bad as I thought, actually. 13th. They're picking it up lately. 13th in the majors. Yeah, they have picked it up. They had that one huge outburst. Yeah. A couple 10-plus run. Yeah. yeah. So they're actually uh, 13th in the majors. Who would you guess is last? I mean, this they're probably, it's probably because they haven't played many games, but it's the Mets. Yeah, and having seen them over the weekend uh, against the Red Sox and – yeah, I mean, Pittsburgh's not scoring. There's several teams that aren't scoring. Uh, there's some teams that are scoring more than you think, the mm-hmm. Giants being one. Although maybe people realize that the Giants aren't terrible anymore. The What, the first-place Giants, right? That's interesting. Uh, hosting the last-place Padres. I'm not sure if Padres is still in last, but talk about an upside-down division. But the uh, the Mets is just – and I, I think they're going to hit. I think a lot of it was just – the you know not their own fault missing the, the the Washington series and getting delayed and then a couple of rainouts it's just tough to get in the groove. They've now been playing consistently enough that they should start to get it together. But they just they Pete Alonso looks lost right now. He just mm-hmm. looks. I mean, he he just looks lost. And then we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I think Conforto will turn it around, and they will get better. Indoor will pick it up, too. But Yeah, no, yeah. I think that McNeil, the whole team will. But right now, Pete Alonso, he needs one of those, you know, off, opposite field handle shots to fall in to, to get some confidence or something because he just, you know, off speed, hard stuff. Anything. He just looks lost. It's amazing to me how major league hitters can do that because next week we could be talking about Alonso, uh, you know, crushing, you know, four homers. Although I think it was a couple weeks ago where he had like a string of 110 mile an hour uh, hits, you know, uh, contact. Mm -hmm. So it's just amazing how up and down these things go. Like any good team, hiring the right employees for your front office is just as important as recruiting the best players for the game. That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. 
With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Yeah, and it's the Mets are in last place in scoring and by a mile, too. I mean, they've only played 21 games, but 57 runs. Next up would be the, the Nats and the Tigers at 75 runs, uh, tied at 28th in the league. And so, I mean, 21 games averaging fewer than three runs per game for the Mets. Well, you, you face crazy. the juggernaut of Garrett Richards and Nick Pavetta. <laughs> and, you know, they're going to hold yeah. anybody down. That's uh, he so says, true. tongue firmly implanted in cheek. Who would you guess is the leader in terms of scoring? Um, could it be some team from the Queen City? They are second. Oh, Reds. I thought Arizona Red- Diamondbacks. Okay, right. Because I know the Red Sox have been teetering in that range, but have never. So the Diamondbacks have taken over. Interesting. Yeah, it's just kind of crazy. Like, I, I know they had a few big games in Cincinnati. Um, but yeah, I didn't realize they were first in scoring through nearly a month. So, you know, maybe I just see that that matchup and I'm always like, oh hell yeah, give me give me the Diamondbacks. Maybe they're not as bad as I thought. Uh, moving on to start starters again. These are very tentative. Be sure to subscribe to RotoWire.com to keep an eye on the projected starters grid uh, because yeah, a lot will change between now and uh, early next week. Dean Kramer at Seattle versus Boston. That's a zero. That's a zero. So far, we agree on all three. We got to find some guys we disagree on. Yeah, at least by a half point or so. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kramer. I mean, still, I'm you know, you're not writing him off long term, but I mean, he doesn't he doesn't even go five right now, and he's a starter. So yeah, no, 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 no interest. Nick Pavetta. Here we go. Here we go. The- Red Sox versus Detroit at Baltimore. Now, Baltimore, obviously, you know, tougher place to pitch, but you like those team matchups. And, you know, I've been profiting from Nick Pavetta. I did the famous plus one on, not famous, but uh, infamous for Jay, only Jason Collette because he was, he was angry with me. I uh, did the plus one on Pavetta in labor. So for two bucks in an AL, I've been, you know, really happy with what he's done. Three and oh, two, eight, one ERA. A guy I really respect, Jeff Zimmerman. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I think I'm going to bring up his Twitter because he kind of suggested that maybe people are going to get gombered here. Um, I know with the command that it kind of leaves it open. Yeah, he said, okay, Jeff Zimmerman, at yeah, Jeff what, w. Zimmerman on Twitter. First it was Joe Ross, then Austin Gomber, next week Nick Pavetta. So, and what he's pointing towards is the walk, the, the strikeout to walk. Mm-hmm. And then the comment today was the narrative's going to be that Baltimore and Detroit doesn't walk very much. So Pavetta has a good chance of, of doing okay. 
Well, A, you know, Jeff's a friend, but I, I kind of disagree. I mean, they don't walk very much. It should help him. But the fact they don't hit very much should help him even more. So, uh, you know, call me a Red Sox fan, whatever. I'm going to give him a three with the uh, the same the same score as the others. But I actually, I'm going to have him ahead. I mean, Detroit and Baltimore, uh, there they just aren't better matchups. And the other thing, and again, you know, I mean, numbers guy, but there's something going on with the Red Sox pitching. And I don't know if it's Dave Bush. The, you know the uh, the old sabermetric darling, where he would always his peripherals were always better than his outcomes for so many years in fantasy. Uh, but they're they're making changes with Richards, and they're making changes with Bush and 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 the relievers. There's something I'm sorry with Pavetta. There's something going on there, and I haven't read if there's some you know a feature on it yet. But I'm going to trust that, and I'm not saying Pavetta is going to throw seven shutout innings this week in both games. But I think he's worth starting. Yeah, same here. And it is, you know, you never know because the command can come and go with this guy. And people have been burned in the past. But I think I was the the one person who was never burned by him before. So uh, it's I time. Mean, I'm overdue. Okay, I think he'll be coming this week. I think that the assumption is the command doesn't get better. I think it will. Or control, actually. I think, I, I think there's something going on with that staff. I think the control will get better. Now, Kyle Hendricks of the Cubs, what the heck is going on with him? One and three with a 7-5-4 ERA. This is a guy who we all kind of said, well, I don't want to say we all, because I'm sure there was somebody out there who didn't like Kyle Hendricks, but the guy who routinely outperformed his peripherals, the underlying numbers. This year, I mean, everything's blown up. I, I want to have faith in this guy, but, I mean, maybe he's in this three bucket. I, I guess I'm going to give him a four because – you know, I had him in my top 100 in draft season, but versus the Dodgers, I mean, that's scary. Versus pitch should be okay, but um, this is a pretty big, like, gauge for me as, as to where Kyle Hendricks is at right now. All right. Abip, obviously high, right? Uh, 35.7 home run per fly ball. I'm not saying that's all luck. Anytime that it, that's anything, anytime it's that outrageous, He's throwing meatballs as well, but he's he's pitched into a bit of bad luck, compounded by the fact that he's just not on. He, he ground ball rates usually in the high forty percent; it's thirty two percent. So there's something going on there. But I'm with you in that. I don't know if my yeah, Maeda does have two starts, so we'll talk about him too. But I still I think you have to trust the history that these guys will figure it out. So. For that reason, I'm going to go a four because I do trust the history that they'll figure it out. I'm going to put an asterisk next to that and say I'm going to do a deeper dive before I post on Sunday night or, or Friday night tonight. If I so if I find something, I may you know I may abridge that, but I'm going to I'm still relying on history and history says they'll figure it out. Yeah, it's just very atypical of Kyle Hendricks so far. Reds have yeah. two off days. Which sucks for me as a fan. Oh, and they deserve them. They, they deserve them, right? <laughs> and they, I, it was shocking that they won the series against the Dodgers after losing seven straight. But um, still, not a very good team that that Red Squad. Uh, for Cleveland, Aaron Savali, uh, maybe is it Cal Quantrill? Maybe uh, because Logan Allen left and he was demoted. I'd missed that Logan Allen was demoted. So it let's look like maybe Cal Quantrill, after losing out on that job early on, we'll get we'll get that chance. So I actually kind of like him as a pickup. Savali, 4-0, the 294 ERA, probably not in the 
you know, he's not a five ace, but I uh, think he's a solid four. And I think I'm actually going to put Quantrill. Uh, maybe I can't put him in the three bucket because I don't know if he's going to go deep enough to qualify, but I'm going to give him a two and a half. We've been throwing out a few point fives recently. Right. I'm going to give him a right. two and a half. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go straight to because I need to be different somewhere. Yeah, Quantrill, I'm not sure, and I for the exact same reason you suggested. Just don't know if he's ready to go five innings. Don't you know? Don't hate the matchups, Kansas City and Cincinnati. You know, fair matchups. Savali also the same exact reason as you, as you know, he's a four. But I do I'm starting him in all five of my leagues, mm. but I'm gonna reserve five for the elite. Um, but so you know, to me, Savali is four. And you know, I'm not the thing with Savali is. Too, you know, fam- not famously, but I figured Savali to have a better season than Plesak. So far, so good. Five months to go. Let's not get too carried away. He's his peripherals aren't as good as his ERA either, right? Mm-hmm. So, no, yeah, the, totally. yeah. So let's not get carried away with Savali with the uh, ERA. He's uh, his expected ERA is a bit higher. Yeah, I did really like what I saw from him. I think it gets the Twins earlier this week where he got. Knocked around a little bit, but then yeah. he bounced back and yes. had a really strong rest of the outing. I like that a lot. Exactly. Yeah. Showing really good poise and yep. just perseverance there. Um, for Colorado, now, Herman Marquez is at home against San Fran, then at St. Louis. He hasn't really been that good on the road either. So um, it wasn't quite a gomber, but he uh, at San Fran gave up four earned runs in as many innings. So that was my fault. I, I used him in DFS. Even oh, though yeah, you finally came around and then you did curse him, didn't you? Well, my and the thing about it is it drives me nuts. I'm just I'm I'm still tilted, to be honest with you. Um, this is my tilted look. Um Addison, I've been saying for years Alex see. Wood, I'm sorry, Alex Wood, lefties against Colorado at home when they're at home are the best streaming DFS betting play there is. And I know that, and I say that every time, but yet I used Marquez against Colorado because my silly sheet that I just set up said Marquez was a better buy than would, even though I knew that I have to make adjustment, you know, Ooh. with a, whatever. So one of those nights where, yeah, I mean, I, I would have done a lot better. I don't think that was tout. I don't think that was tout daily, but yeah, I'm just, I, I just kind of, I, I, you know, brain fart and they just blew it. But anyway, um, yeah. But even so, yeah, Marquez got burned, you know, again, San Francisco's not as bad has won me into it from previous seasons. Um, so what is it? What were one at home, one away? Again, can't go too far away, straight too far away from history. So you know what? I am going to go with two on him just because the home start is just such a drag. Yeah, I'm going to go three, but I'll mark you down as a two. Okay. I, I get that that hurts. Obviously, in retrospect, you'd way rather have Alex Wood, but – I don't think you can beat yourself up too much because at the time, I mean, that would, that would have been very close for me as well. Uh, I did add Alex Wood in Derek Van Riper's Maki League. So, what I think the thing was, yeah, with, I, I just didn't have Alex Wood's projection very optimistic because mm-hmm. he hasn't pitched very well and he had one good start. So, what's that to see? You know, one you're gonna move you're gonna move the needle on one good start. Well, yeah. now it's two pretty good starts, so you still can't move the needle too much, but. We don't. The problem being his foundational projection had a huge question with it because he hasn't pitched very much lately. So maybe you can move it a little bit, but yeah, lefties against Colorado at home when when the, when the when the lefties at home are just a supreme bet. Now, like the Reds, the White Sox also have two off days. Hold on one second. 
Just want to be sure. Uh, not missing something from our XM producer. Uh, for Detroit, Casey Mize at Boston versus Minnesota. I liked what he was showing early on, but this is this is playing with fire here. I like the pedigree, and you know, I think he's a pretty good prospect still. Maybe he's graduated. I don't know, but um, I, I don't. I don't want to play with fire here. So I'm going to give him a one. You know, maybe if if he were out there in labor, you know, he's not. But I I might pick him up. But that's that's about it. No, I agree. I think this is a great test. Boston, Minnesota, Minnesota, starting to get it in gear a bit. Uh, Boston's like slumping a little bit, but you know they'll pick it up back up again. Yeah, no, I agree. It's a one, and I'm with you as well. That I still think his future is a front line rotation. You know, that's more of a James Anderson question, but I still think he's got a, a, a bright future. Same. Now, Zach Grinky at New York in the Bronx, and then versus Toronto. I mean, I, th- I still think Grinky's a five. Yeah. I don't see any reason to dock him. There's been you know, no real re- I know he had one out against the Tigers where he got Rock, you know, Akil Badu and like Rio Ruiz were teeing off, but otherwise Granky's been Granky. Uh Jacob Junis, Mike Miner for Kansas City versus Cleveland versus the White Sox. So two home starts. Uh Junis, you know, I talked about how I'd been burned by him, un- unlike Nick Pavetta, but I'd been burned by Jacob Junis. Kind of have this mental block where I've filed him away, never to be seen again on my teams. But maybe I need to reconsider. Maybe I need to let bygones be bygones. Throw out more cliches. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe I need to forgive and forget and just get back in on Junis. I mean, I'll probably give him a two, but I kind of like the two step. Yeah, I'm a. I'm. I'm. Pro, I'm a. I'm at a one, but that might change his his ranking may be more representative of two by tonight's posting. But I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to stick with one at the, for the time being. What about Mike Miner? I know a guy you kind of liked. I like too. You know, kind of as a staff filler with a little upside. But it hasn't gone great. He does have a winning record again versus Cleveland versus the White Sox. I like him more than Junis. So if I have Junis at two, I'm going to go Miner three. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm a little hesitant. Yeah, I'm going to go three as well, and it and, and and it's mostly because of my higher baseline to begin with. But I still trust. I've uh, yeah. I, he, he, we were talking Kansas City. I'm backing off Brad Keller, folks. So I apologize if you if you listen to me about Brad Keller, uh, <laughs> but I'm not backing off Miner just yet. Well, uh, take care of some business real quick before we move on to the rest of the two start starters for the week of. May 3rd. I really can't wrap my head around that. Uh, First from our friends at Champions Round. Do you play fantasy football? Do you love the NFL draft? Well, you're in luck because Champions Round has created a fantasy game specifically for the NFL draft. Big board showdown. Playing a simple pick 12 prospects. Stay on budget and watch your team rack up points based on where they're selected. Download the Champions Round app and make your picks today. Hashtag you got next pick. And then uh, also from underdog football season approaches. And you've got to check out these new best ball leagues on underdog. Best ball is the ultimate test of your live draft skills. Since there's no in-season management. That's right. Draft your team and underdog automatically credits you with your best performing players every week. You don't need to play the waiver wire or worry about trades. It's just the draft. Who doesn't love drafting? In Underdog Best Ball, you can draft as many times as you want because you don't have to do any roster management. 
saving you loads of time. Underdog's best ball leagues are drafting right now, starting at just three bucks. Once the season starts, Underdog also has daily fantasy and an all-new Pick'em game. Go download the Underdog app now to get in on some best ball before the season starts. Enter promo code ROTOWIRE with your first deposit, and Underdog will honor a money-back honor, a money-back guarantee. During your first month, love Underdog or get your money back with promo code ROTOWIRE. Search Underdog in your app store and enter promo code ROTOWIRE. So back to the two-star pitchers for next week, Todd. Um... Let's see here. We have, well, Shohei Otani looking like maybe his one or two two-start week of the season. So I guess the real question with him is, do you start him as a hitter or a pitcher here this week? This is this could be, this is probably his first two-start week, right? I mean, just the yeah, way things maybe his out. only one all year. You know? Oh, that is so tough probably just not. because you're kind of, you're going to get something from him as a hitter, right? And you're not really guaranteed that second one, which is against the Dodgers. I mean, you'd think maybe that's on, like, Sunday night. It should be, hopefully. Um, but, you know, something could come up. It could be a rain delay. Otani could not even make that second start. Yeah, so that is such a tough decision if you, you know, if you're a league that you have that chance to do one or the other. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I guess it would depend upon my, my pitching at the time if it was doing well. I think I'd take the hitting if I needed some pitching help. But because he's just not going deep into games yet. And I don't know if he ever will. So I, I'm going to give, I mean, all right. So if he was a pitcher only and you, you didn't have to worry about it, to me, he's probably a four. But I don't know if we're going to, because, you know, the hop side, the upside is just so high. But that's such a good question. If, if you If you have to do one or the other, which do you do? To me, it might even come down to how many lefties are, are playing that. How many, you know, because he's going to hit the two games he's pitching. So he could actually yeah, hit yeah. five or six games this week. It may, it may actually help him that he's that he's uh, that he's that he's pitching in two games. I guess it would depend upon how many lefties he's facing. Whether I, and I know he faces lefties, but he, you know, I prefer him to have the platoon edge when I start him. So I'm going to yeah. give him a four. And as we're, I'm going to look up the, the opposing pitches as we're talking. Yeah, I got him a three. And I think, you know, I only have Otani in one league, and that's the main event with James. And I think I'm going to lobby to keep him in an, in the util spot because we actually drafted him at the time thinking, oh, you know, if we just think of him as a our SP3, we're in pretty good shape. Well, we haven't used him in the pitching spot all year. And it turns out he's been our best hitter. He's been our best hitter on our team so far, so I don't know how we could justify swapping him out. I've got um, him in one league where I can go halvesies. We make moves on Fridays, so I could say start him for the Toronto for the Tampa series, and then put him in the uh, put him in a um, in as, a, as a batter against the Dodgers at the end. I could do something like that, and I may yeah. actually do that because he's he's scheduled to face McClanahan and Yarbrough, a couple of lefties. And he even can't. in the even in the game, the, the one thing about the games that he pitches, he's only going to get two, maybe three at bats, right? Because he's going to be taken out of the game. So yes. even though he hits during those games, he's not going to get the full five plate appearances that he may receive when he's designated when is he designated hitter. So I think that's that's something um, something to keep in mind. But uh, I thought I wonder have the Angels ever? And Joe Madden could do this. And he may have already did it. They don't have to 
when he, if he's hitting as a pitcher, he doesn't have to be taken out of the game, right? They could put him into the outfield, pull an outfielder, and bring another pitcher in, oh, and that pitcher double just th- that pitcher just hits in that outfielder spot. I just is, is Otani can he play? I know he dabbled in the outfield so far. I wonder if he's actually. I wonder if that's something. I, I bet Madden does do it at some point this year. But um, yeah, that's a good call. I mean, he's the kind of guy that would. Then he towards the end of the week, it's it's Dustin May, it's Urias, and it's Bueller. It's not exactly uh, easy pitches to hit off of. But I'll take my chances. Yeah, two righties and Urias. Uh, Urias, I'll take my chances, and as opposed to having him face the Dodgers uh, at the end of the weekend, or or potentially, as you suggest, not face the Dodgers. Though, you know, I mean, you talk about a rainout. It's 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 seven home games, so there's a pretty mm-hmm. good chance it won't be rained out. Now, Walker Bueller, that's an easy five, right? Yep. At, at the Cubs, at the Angels, Nick Neidert. It was a guy who. You know, our buddy Craig Mish had mentioned, then our uh, Rotowire president Pete Shakey, you know, was like, hey, could we get an outlook on this guy? And we got one, and, you know, I wasn't all that impressed. And uh, But I thought, you know, maybe he's a guy to keep an eye on. Then James kind of th- threw cold water on even that and just said, look, he's kind of a swing man, not really somebody to, you know, mix leagues that's really going to help you. So uh, he was prescient with that advice. And, uh, yeah, I'm not going to steer into Nick Neidert at this point. Nick I'm going to give him a zero. Yeah, Nick the Anvil Nighter. No, I um, I'm with you. I mean, again, we don't know exactly what happened at the alternate site, but his history—he's he's still young. I mean, he's 24. Yeah, 24. But even so, I'm I'm with you. The Miami place, Miami situation is good, but now I'm with you. We're going zero. And then for the Brewers, again, with uh, Corbin Burns landing on the IL, completely in flux right now. Maybe Eric Lauer. Um, at Philly, at Miami, I'm going to give Eric Lauer a zero because, like Nick Neidert, I'm just I'm not going to take on that risk. But he he matched uh, Trevor Bauer matched Lauer pitch for pitch. Lauer Lauer out pitch Bauer. Really? Uh, yeah, you didn't I see it. Yes, you know. I know you had your. Fi- I know you had your. You, you know, you were, you were you were following the draft because you're such a big football guy. Oh, I'm a huge. No, Lauer. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Lauer did not out pitch Bauer. Uh, Bauer effect. Matter of fact, strong, had a strong, complete, showing. complete eight game, complete inning, eight game showing. It just the team didn't score any runs. Dodgers didn't score any runs. Um, yeah, so keeping in mind that Burns' scheduled start is Sunday. If he, if it, if it is just contact tracing, he could clear. You know, there's also a chance that he starts Monday or Tuesday, and he gets the two starts. Corbin Burns. Mm-hmm. So you know, keep that in mind and. Alec Bettinger has been called up. Nothing, nothing to see there. As even as a as a one start streamer, so um, uh, Lauer, if he does get to Philly and Miami, I'm going to give him a two uh, because of the matchups. I don't love him as a pitcher, but I'll give him a two. Nice. Okay. Let me let me note that. I'm giving him a zero, but. Maybe I'll need to. Maybe I'll give him a one because I didn't realize how good he'd, he'd been. But, well, I mean, um, you know, one game does not make. Yeah, I know, but I mean, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, zero I mean, is kind of. He's kind of a guy like me, a guy that, to me that you know, give him two games, he'll pitch one, he'll get crushed in the other. But you just hope it doesn't isn't too bad. And Miami's going to get better offensively. Not great. I keep saying that, and they still haven't kind of clicked yet. They're missing Brian Anderson. They're missing some out. They're missing some other players. Uh, missing some. Uh, 
some of their firepower. But I think they will become. I think they still there's still another level there in Miami to get to at least mid pack offensively. I mean, yeah, Ch- Jazz Chisholm is the other guy they're missing, of course. Yeah, that one. That's a painful blow in a few leagues for me. Now for Minnesota, Kenta Maeda, Jay Happ, like. I would have thought preseason you'd flip flop these two stat lines so far for these guys. Mm. Maeda one and two with a six five six ERA, Hap two and zero oh with a one nine six. Their versus Texas at Detroit doesn't get much better than that. I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna knock Maeda down from the five range. Uh, I think he needs to kind of force his way back into the five spot, but he's a four. Um, and then Hap's probably four too. Yeah, just real quick, because so I don't get tweeted at. And Miami's also missing Starling Marte. Yeah, um, and we, we talked a little bit about uh, who was it that was similar to Maeda early on. Uh, Kyle Hendricks, mm-hmm. a couple of guys that we expected to be a lot better than their pitching. Again, it's not all bad luck with Maeda. He's also not pitching very well. Yeah, but- slider command is I saw him hanging some sliders and yeah. Randall Reyes teed off on one. Right. There's something Jose going Ramirez on there. Teed off on one. But I'm I am going to uh you know go back on history. He's he's very good. And uh Hap, these matchups. Yeah, all right. Based on the matchups, I'm gonna go four as well. But it's my my is a four, a five going to a four because of recent uh pitching, and Hap's me a three raised to a four because of the matchups. Yes, that's a good way to put it. Now for the Mets, Degrom's the five. Joey Lacasey, you you playing well, well, with that you just one? Want to skip over Degrom? I mean, he's not going to get a win. How can you give guys that aren't going to get a win a five? That's true. With that I mean, Mets team averaging I, fewer yeah, than three runs, it was game. just it was just silly watching him against the Red Sox. Um, he's, he did, he's so nasty. That I don't know how that guy can 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 you know why? I, I to me just just. Go to a hitters meeting, just start beating up people. I mean, this point—it's beyond a joke at this point. It's beyond probability. He gives up, you know, one little bit of a high pitch to Christian Vasquez, who took it the other way, one to nothing, and it stands. It's just silly. Anyway, it's um, crazy. I mean, it's like uh, it's comical. It's honestly, I mean, if he got wins at a normal pace, he'd be. Probably, you know, head and even shoulders. A, number even one. the Pythagorean, you know, even if he just got the wins based upon the run support that he does get, he doesn't even, you know, that's the thing. It's not, I mean, it, I mean, not the run support he does get, but if the, if the, if the, if the Mets average their normal average, if the Mets average the number of runs they normally average, it would, it would even, you know, it'd be better. So more important for Lucchese though, because he's the one, he's the one that that's coming, potentially coming up this week. You know, I was on him heading in to the season, and I don't know how much he's been pitching. If he, if he stretch, I know how much he's pitching. I don't know if he's capable of going, you know, five, five and a third. That's going to knock him down. But if he's going to stick on the rotation for any amount of time, I do, I do like him. Really? Yeah. I just don't see the stuff, and he's got that deceptive, weird delivery. But I mean, the stuff just isn't there. I got him as a zero. Do you get even Lucasi a point or not? Uh, I'm checking to see what he's been doing. He's pitched three innings and three innings. It's going to be. He's probably not stretched out enough. So I'm going to give it a one. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's to me, it's more. You know, who's he replacing? I should know this. Oh, uh, Carlos Carrasco. Oh, no. yeah. Well, yeah, is Gra- it Peterson or? Well, Peterson's still in the rotation. Is he? 
So, oh yeah, yeah. Um, I think yeah, Carrasco's on the injured list. So, and he's not going to return until May, you know, second week in May. So, yeah, all right, you know what? I, I don't know that we pick up Lucchese because I think people are coming back. But and Peterson's pitching well, and so is Taiwan Walker. So, if you to me, it's one of those. You, you you put in a one dollar fab, and if you get him, you use him, but you don't go overboard. Now, Domingo Herman, I uh, not a fan of him, but I I did have a bid in on him and Stakely got John Gant instead, as I mentioned. Um, you know, but I, he will it will probably be on a few waterfalls this weekend for me. A few uh, you know lower priorities backup bids versus Houston versus Washington. Um. Maybe Washington will have Soto back. Who knows by then? But oh, please, I, I think, please, please. Yeah, I really hope so. That team without him is pretty bad, actually. Uh, that offense. I, I'm going to give Herman. I like like Pavetta more and probably Enoa more. So I guess I'll Ooh, give him a two. Wow, I guess I'll give Herman a two. It's kind of weird to say that, but I think you might, I'm going to give him a three. I think he's turned it around. The the last two starts, 13 innings, two earned runs, 12 strikeouts, two walks uh, at Baltimore, at Cleveland. So, I, you know, he's he's not as good as he may have appeared a couple of years ago when he was the anti-DeGrom, right, where he, yeah. he, he, took, he, he gave him a win when he took the mound. 18 wins in 2019 with a 4 ERA, so kind of the anti-DeGrom. But I do think he's he's not – some people say, well, oh, he was so lucky, and they, they downgrade him too much. I think he's an okay pitcher, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I think it would, I'm gonna go three. I don't know if that's what I said before, but I'm gonna go three. Frankie Montas and Cole Irvin uh, versus Toronto versus Tampa Bay. So a couple home starts in the Coliseum. You know Montas. I've never been a Montas guy. I'm not trying to lap here, but um, you know if I was never on him, I'm not gonna be on him now that he's got a six two ERA. Uh, I still probably give him a two, Irvin maybe a two as well, but I, I you know, uh, they're behind those those three guys for me. So uh, yeah, I think two is where I'd put them in the hierarchy. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree, and I, I it's not that I haven't been a Montas guy, but I think some of the narrative, and you know, it's people in the industry, they like to you know they like to lock on to something and, and pound it. And the new pitch, the new pitch, and this is—he's a new guy, and sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, Irvin, one of those guys that really successful minor league career, but without a lot of minor league buildup, without a lot of you know scout or prospect you know hype, you, you know you wonder—is it just he's just can, what he does is effective against younger players and 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 isn't effective in the majors, or does he get better? I'm still on that. I want to. I think he still can get better, but I'm not going to go overboard. But Oakland's such a good place to pitch. Yeah, I was drafting Dalton Jeffries and just kind of overlooked Kohler. I mean, he's been okay. Um, but you, you said you're giving them both twos as well. Yeah, I'm going to give them twos. Yeah, I think that's about right. Now, some things, Todd, you know, Gomber, maybe for some, that was an easy one to avoid. But I think some things in the season – you know, you can look back on and you don't need the benefit of hindsight to uh, see things were a good or bad move. I feel like with Matt Moore, you know, if you look at him and you're like, yeah, I started Matt Moore in 2021. 
I think you get what you deserve if that's the case. So I'm going to give him a zero, but Nola five. Um, yeah, I think that I think that's fair. Yeah, no, no reason to mess with more, right? I mean, come on. And the best part about Nola starting twice is we may get to see two Ellen Adair dances this week. Yes, we very well may because the, I mean, whenever he's on the bump, <laughs> they have a good chance to win, and she uh, she celebrates in her her way. Tyler Anderson versus uh, not versus at San Diego rather, um, and then at Chicago Cubs. Ugh, you know he's been okay, but on this team, going to San Diego, I don't want anything to do with him. So maybe it's a one, but I'm going to give him a zero because I just I don't want him. Yeah, you kind of said it. What I was thinking: different matchups, we could kind of justify starting him because he's pitched a little better than maybe we expected. But no, I, I these matchups I'm avoiding. What about Chris Paddock? He's a tough one. I don't think you're dropping him. You're probably using him, but I, you know, I think he's in that three tier now because really his struggles go back to last year. He's kind of a one pitch guy now. It's really that change up, and nothing else is really working for him. The fastball is getting rocked. It is versus Pitt at San Fran, so I'm going to give him a three. But uh, yeah, I'm reluctant to go go four on him. So those of you who have Paddock and Hendricks, and who was the third uh, Maeda on your teams? I'm, I have a note that I'm going to review their rest of season projection before I do the rankings tonight. And whenever I adjust them downward and I overrule the machine, they end up fixing themselves. So there's a pretty good chance that I do that, that I accelerate the downward motion uh, over the normal regression. So you'd be happy because I'll the, bounce the, back. The Zola jinx or inverse jinx will, will have them all bounce back. So um, I'm with you, though. Of the three, and this is not – I'm not going on a limb here. Of the three, I'm most concerned about Paddock. But, again, that's, you know, join the crowd. That's nothing nothing special. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just uh, you look at him and you go, he should be better, you know. And we went from being the stud two years ago to now being, you know, the fifth starter on a good team that if they had someone better, they may even replace him. Yeah, we got Ryan Weathers, by the way, penciled in for Tuesday. If I yeah. were a betting man, and I guess I, <laughs> um, I would say so. I'm going to probably have to well, swap him out. Joint inflammation, no reason to really well, force it with this kid. No, well, t- t- yeah, just to complete the story though, the reason we have him in there is because the manager himself says he hopes he only missed one. St- uh, he hopes he'll pitch Tuesday. Really? So that's that's hmm. the that I mean that's coming from you know. Yeah. But as you're suggesting, though, that could be a little optimistic, right? Yeah, so, just, I mean, 21 years old, I don't know why you'd force it, especially after giving his velo is like three ticks yeah. now. Right, but the point being that we're not just guessing. The manager says he hopes he's able to make his next start. I'm glad you pointed that out, yeah. So maybe I, I won't change it yet, but um, I'm skeptical. Justin Dunn, we'll, I'm sorry? I said we'll find out more information, I'm sure, because that's – the note was, you know, the, right after he made the last start, right? Mm-hmm. So there's more information. Anyway, the point being, I'm with you. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if um, we're replacing that or moving him further in the week next week. Yeah, I'd picked him up in Tout, and I was, you know, loving does, it. Does, but then, uh, does that know, give someone a potential st- one start in? week? If uh, if uh, no, they got an off day, so it looks like it'd only be Paddock. 
Okay. But uh, for Seattle, Justin Dunn, he's been okay. And then these matchups are pretty great. At home against Baltimore at Texas, maybe Justin Dunn needs to get added where he's available. I think I'll put him in that, uh, you know, I like Pavetta a little more, but I, I think I'll put him in that Pavetta, you know, uh, Luke Weaver tier. So I'm going to give him a three. Yeah, there's an interesting bucket of threes that yeah. may, maybe in a 12 team, Rotowire Online Championship, for instance, these some of these guys may be available. It's, an, it's going to be an interesting fab week. Um, yep. The thing with Dunn, it, it has little to do with um, where we're ranking him, but he can be run on. Mm. So, you know, there, know yeah. And, and, and you know, I'm, Jason Collette has a piece out this week. Uh, Collette calls talking about teams that are running and teams that are prevent are unable to prevent teams from running. It's, it's, it's interesting. Some of the uh, early season, trends but one of them that i noticed just by the eye was was just teams teams are running on justin dunn and these things spread pretty quickly if word gets out you could run on dunn teams will do it now baltimore they don't have a ton of rabbits but you know in texas has got a couple guys that can run but you know keep them off the base as far as where i'm going to rank him yeah he's a he's a two pitcher with a three ranking because of the matchups yes now Aaron Sanchez, I think, is maybe a three-pitcher. It was a two because of the matchups. Maybe he's even a one because that one's at Colorado, the first one. But, you know, that team sucks. The, the Rockies, <laughs> the Rockies and, uh, are not good. The, yeah, I would, no, I would I, just you say that my, my dad was in broadcasting, Massachusetts Hall of Fame. And, and, oh, and nice. to Broadcasting, it, when he was in it, I mean, sucks was the equivalent of a word that rhymes with it. I mean <laughs> – it was it was a no no. I it know. Was, like, it was even on was, TV nowadays. Sometimes they yeah, they, it's it's just used left and right. It was a curse word, or, or yeah. it was treated as such. It was you know George Carlin could have used you know eight word Jacano. It's just really and he used to get so even when we used it in general conversation, and I, it was just weird. Now again, it's it's I don't say it's I think yeah I think I will say it. It's kind of just accepted. I think we hear it all the time. Yeah, I grew up in the form my formative years, you know, adolescence with Degeneration X. So I, I can, uh, <laughs> that's not really a swear word to me, but I apologize if you know you have young kids in the car knowing them here. Um, Adam Wainwright, Kwang Hyun Kim, Kim's K rates way up. Shockingly, I was surprised to see how many Ks he has so far. Um, Wayno, you know. I find him hard to trust, even though these matchups are pretty good. Home against the Mets and home against Colorado. I'll give Wayno a three, I guess, and Kim a three. I, I just think they're in that same grouping. Yeah, Kim, uh, I'm, I'm following up on last week's Z Files uh, a little bit later, as soon as we, uh, you know, hang up, as it were, um, looking at strikeout rates and pitches with elevated strikeout rates and can they sustain them based upon what I learned about league strikeout rates, and he's on the list of 10 pitchers to look at. Wainwright's confusing just because last year he was just the luckiest guy in the world mm -hmm. uh, as far as um, uh, out pitching his peripherals. And this year it, he's, his, his peripherals gotten a little bit better, but he's still not as good. But, man, these matchups, they don't get any better. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to go four. Um, Kim a three, okay. Kim a three, with the caveat if I find something with the strikeout rate that I feel he's going to sustain it, 
then I, I may I may go four, but I'm gonna. I mean, still I'm starting Kim on these matchups. Are you kidding? Uh, again, yeah. actually, when it's Sunday, I don't play DFS on Sunday. No, that's Saturday. I don't play DFS on Saturday either. No, it is Sunday. I have to make. I may have to make an exception just because I want to use a lefty at home against Colorado. Yeah, that is <laughs> about as good as a matchup as it gets right now. Michael Walker, I got a three. Any reason to go higher or lower? A uh, couple of away matchups, good parks. No, I mean, no. I, he's not going deep enough in the ball games to warrant a four, although I like him in these matchups. Dane Dunning, uh, Kyle Gibson. Gibson's been good. Yes. Uh, Dunning, I'm going to give a two because I don't trust him. Gibson, I don't really want to give him a four, but I'll give him a three. I'm going to go Gibson a four. I like what I'm seeing. I'm going to go Dunning a three, and with the caveat, I could I could get Gombert on that one. <laughs> All right, let me going go going Gombert. Yeah, I, I really like what I'm seeing out of Dunning. He he did not pitch so well his last time out. I don't want to detract away from what else he's done this season, but um, yeah, going going Gombert is my new is my new phrase. Stephen Matz, man, what a nice start for him. Although the regression monster caught up uh, a little bit with terms of uh, in the form of uh six runs on eight six hits runs, over three yeah. and two thirds against the Nats. Uh, probably not going to be winning the side <laughs> out of nowhere, but you got to give Steven Matt some credit. I'll give him at Oakland at Houston. Kind of scary actually, because as a lefty, uh, I'll go three. I don't want to go. I don't want to get carried away with. Matt. No, I'm, I'm with you. I know we're running close on time, but I'm still go three anyway. And then finally, Joe Ross, the uh, original J- Austin Gomber. Uh, I'm gonna probably go zero, frankly. Versus uh, yeah. Atlanta at the, at the end. yeah different matchups we could potentially rationalize using him. Not with these Atlanta's starting to put it together. Um, Anthony Rizzo aside, um, that was pretty fun the other night uh, yeah, watching Anthony cool. Rizzo take care of Freddie Freeman. But um, yeah, I'm gonna go zero. But yeah, I'm gonna go zero. <laughs> nice. I almost well, talked myself we'll in that. a more, but I didn't. Yeah, you never want to overthink things too much <laughs> with these middling fringe starting pitchers. Uh, we'll recap our grades on a zero to five scale for next week's two start options here. Before we sign off, Luke Weaver, three, Oscar Enoa, three, Dean Kramer, zero, Nick Pavetta, three, Kyle Hendricks, four, Aaron Savali, four, Cal Quantrill. I got a 2.5. Herman Marquez. I say three, Todd, two, Casey Mize, one, Zach Granke, five, Jacob Junis. I say two, Todd, one, Mike Miner, three, Shohei Otani, I say three, Todd four. Walker Bueller, five. Nick Neidert, zero. Eric Lauer, I say one, Todd two. Kenta Maeda, four. Jay Happ, four. Jacob DeGrom, five. Joey Lucchese, I say zero, Todd one. Domingo Herman, I say two, Todd three. Frankie Montas, two. Cole Irvin, two. Matt Moore, zero. Aaron Nola, five. Tyler Anderson, zero. Chris Paddock, three. Justin Dunn, three. Aaron Sanchez, two. Adam Wainwright, I say three. Todd, four. Kwang Hyun Kim, three. Michael Waka, three. Dane Dunning, I say two. Todd, three. Kyle Gibson, I say three. Todd, four. 
Stephen Matz, three. Joe Ross, zero. Hopefully no Gombers in the mix this week. No uh, landmines lurking, hopefully, for our ratios. Todd, anything else you want to mention today before we sign up? Uh, you know, uh, we have an interesting t- table coming up that will be posted probably by the time a lot of you guys are listening to this, uh, talking about uh, – well, it's so interesting that I forget what we were talking about. Oh, yeah, rule changes. Uh, what what to do about in-season rule changes. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I just want to pump that because I think there's some good stuff coming from the touts at toutwars.com. They'll be posted a little bit later. And uh, got my I got Moderna number two this past week. Nice. How are you um, feeling? Feel, well, feel fine. Now, 24 hours later, starting to feel just a tiny bit achy, yeah. kind of like – Kind of like you feel. I know it's been so long since we've even of us even we've had even a cold. Isn't that kind of cool? We haven't even had a cold in the past year and a half. Just kind of like that achy, not painful, but you know, I basically I watched the Degrom Red Sox game and went to bed like at eleven o'clock early and never been to sleep before, whatever. Um, and then just fine the next day. So um, yeah, so yeah, the uh, the bucket list, the the post COVID, COVID bucket list, a post injection bucket list is. I need to scratch my niece's new dog's belly, who's no longer a new dog. Uh, I need to go to a Red Sox game, a pasta, a, a Worcester, Worcester. Uh, see the Worcester Red Sox, and believe it or not, folks, I got to go back to that place where you uh, lift things up and put them down. I got to get there too. Uh, I'm half vaxxed myself. I got the <laughs> first Pfizer don't, shot. Don't do, don't do anything half vaxxed. Yeah, I'll be staying in and not going out. But I actually, the guy who gave me my shot, I had a, I just happened to have a Rotowire polo on, and he's like, "Oh, I subscribed to Rotowire." I was playing some DFS last night, and part of me was like, "Oh, do I want a DFS guy administering this shot?" <laughs> um, but no, he was very nice and, and cool, and it was just kind of random, like you know, seeing subscribers in real life is. Really I've been wearing my Rotowire mask, and no one nice. said anything, so. But the other hand, when someone does recognize me, I just say I'm Chris Liss. So, you know, <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, that may not be the call anymore. But uh, <laughs> want to avoid some heat. Ah. Thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. We'll be back next week grading out two start starters on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.